Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Um, Malia Mauna Kea uh, grew up in the rainforest of... Okay, am I going to say the colonizing white version of Hawaii? Or am I going to... Or am I going to say Hawaii or ha- Hawaii, the the sort of homegrown way? Uh, it's a uh, quick, quick point of note here. Um, strap in, folks. You're going to hear me destroy the Hawaiian language uh, <laughs> in the next 45 minutes. It's not intentional. I love it. I've been there a few times, um, but uh, it's not intentional. Just I'm just I'm just an idiot. Um Grew up in the rainforest of Hawaii Island before moving um, to a valley in Oahu in seventh grade to attend a school founded by Hawaiian by Hawaiian princess. Though she relocated to Colorado for college, Hawaii has remained in her heart. Now, instead of tromping through the rainforest, she roams the Rocky Mountains with her husband, two children, and a rescue mutt. We'll talk, maybe let's, let's find out who that is in a second. To reconnect with her roots, um, Malia recently enrolled in an online program at Windward Community College to pursue a de- to pursue pursue a degree in Hawaiian studies. Is that is that up to date? Are you in that now? Then or yep, cool. still in it. Oh, let's talk about that in a second. Growing up with ADHD, um, that kept her constantly jumping from idea to idea. Um, but Hawaiian legends captured Malia's imagination and stuck. Her ever whirring brain is excited to spin new tales for the next generation, especially when she can weave in a whisper of island lore. Hi, Malia. Welcome to the show. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Um, so beautiful. Your name is beautiful, and I, I, I Mount Akea, I think, I, and that's another great. So you, your website is beautiful, and you've got. I love it when artists, do, uh, authors, do this too. You had a nice little link on how to pronounce your last name, so that's helped tremendously. But um, you do have a little thing on there too. But I'll let you just do it quickly because your name is beautiful. It's longer and 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 it's beautiful and but longer than that, and it actually means something important. So why don't you give us the quick uh, full name story? Yeah, my full name is Malia Anuhea Mauna Kea, and my mother told me it means the calm, fragrant uh, breeze of Mauna Kea, the the White Mountain. So the calm, fragrant breeze of the White Mountain. Hold on. So you put a qualifier there. My mother told me. It sounds yep. like maybe that's not true. <laughs> it, it turned out it means something like tires. <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, yeah. I have since found out through my, so I'm going to college now, right? And trying to learn Olelo Hawaii, so Hawaiian language. Mm-hmm. And my kumu, my teacher told me that Malia actually means um, perhaps or maybe. (laughs) So hold on. So maybe calm, cool, fragrant breeze. Yeah. You know, sometimes, (laughs) sometimes calm, sometimes cool and fragrant, sometimes like Oh God, that's funny. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, well, that's all right. You know what? It's going to be whatever you want it to be. Right. Well, they uh, took it from a song from Olomana, who was a really, really popular um, band in the 70s. And the song Omalia was uh, sort of a protest song, sort of a renaissance song. Um, and they really liked it. So that's why they chose Malia. So you, um, how was your Hawaiian before you entered into this program? It was not existent. It was whatever you get growing up in Hawaii. So it's a mix of knowing some of the common words like pow means finished, pico is your belly button, mm-hmm. puka is a hole in the wall, like yeah. just all the common stuff. Um, but I never had any formal lessons. I took Japanese in high school. So Okay. Um, how's your Japanese? Pretty awful. Yeah. That was my lowest grade, Japanese and chemistry. Um, it's funny. I was reading about uh, learning Japanese today. I'm a huge and anim- I pretty much only watch anime. It's like my, it's when I watch something, it's anime. I just care. That's just my whole life. And uh, and I'm writing. I was writing this thing up earlier for this for a blog that I do. And and I just called. I had to. I referred to myself as like a like a pretentious asshole because I I I won't I I won't do dubs. And and I just thought. Wouldn't it be great to learn Japanese? And I wouldn't even need subtitles. I mean, just like mm-hmm. imagine that. And I'm I'm afraid my old brain just wouldn't even allow for it. But it's funny you say that because I I didn't know that. But literally two hours ago, I was looking at like 
online things to learn Japanese, but only <laughs> just to watch only anime. To watch anime. <laughs> hey, I wanted to be able to listen over here, the tourists on the oh, bus okay, right. in Waikiki. So, that's you know, right. that's all right. the reasons. And that's funny. Yeah. Your reasons are way better than mine, I think. But uh <laughs> They are reasons. So um, you've taken languages before, though. So, I mean, you understand sort of how, like, teaching a different a language can be structured. But but at the same time, not... I wasn't good at it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But there's a mechanics, there's yeah. a mechanical aspect to teaching language, right? Yeah. How does that jive with your ADHD? Um, it... Because it's structured, it, right? And that should help a little it bit. It is. Right? And yeah. I think what really helps, I was just actually telling my daughter yesterday or this morning that it's different now because it's something I'm choosing to do. Right. And I'm really, really interested. So the ADHD yep. hyper-focus comes into play again Yeah, and I'm a lot more motivated and choose to spend my time on this. Right. So I think I'm having an easier time. Plus I did hear it growing up, like in right. music and in song right. and in, various places but never really learned it so now I go back I'm like oh I've heard that before and oh I've heard that before so I think I think it's the motivation piece that helps with the ADHD and what about how what level like what are your parents not at all not at all okay no my mom's from uh Buffalo New York or upstate New York pure Polish so she never not a lot of Hawaiian in uh, in in Buffalo New York (laughs) (laughs) no and my dad grew up uh and went to the same you know founded by Hawaiian princess school that I did Mm -hmm. but at that time Hawaiian language was absolutely not spoken that was part of turning Hawaii American, right? Is yeah. to kill the language and denationalization and that whole thing. So it wasn't until the Renaissance in the 70s that I mentioned my name comes from, where Hawaiian artists and everybody really came to the forefront of embracing the language and embracing the culture again. And that was when dad was in college slash graduated and out of college. So it was a little after his time for learning the language. When so when he was going to that school, what like what decade are we talking when he was doing About that? When he he graduated from that school in seventy two. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So it's um, yeah, because especially air travel in a lot of ways was the worst thing to happen in Hawaii, wasn't it? Um, it brought a lot of howies to the island, didn't it? I mean, yeah, well, listen, so did the steamships, but true, yeah. true. But I mean, so, in that, in, in in like, just yeah. it just made it more accessible. And now, there's good and bad, of course, with anything. But um, and and like the you know when it got really sort of um, you know trendy, I guess would be sort of when the surfing culture of California when they started coming over, right in the in the forties and fifties, and the first and those guys started coming over and. You know the surfers and on mass. Um, no, no, well, they weren't. The, no, no, they weren't the first ones to do that. I'm not saying they, they yeah. weren't the first ones in the island, but I, you know, from I'm talking about sort of for, like from a perspective of of a non you know island perspective way up in Canada, like mm-hmm. that's for a lot of us. That's where like you know unless we seek out this information, that's sort of the first time. That's why I went to Hawaii myself because I'm in, I'm I like surfed and I was living in Northern California for a bit years ago and. Like and I romanticized those early California boys that went to Hawaii and discovered these waves, <laughs> you know, sure. for the first time. So that was like my introduction to Hawaii was that time period, right? Well, it's yeah. it's really fun because it there I can't remember who it was, but it was the princes. I want to say Jonah and Kuhio, but I'm or Jonah is Kuhio. I really struggle with names, dates, and and places yeah um but it was princes from hawaii that went to california and introduced surfing to california and yeah. they brought um they used the redwood trees to make yeah. like massive boards so ones, fun yeah. yeah um i'm not sure who the first like interested tourist parties were in coming i know a lot of it was the business people um that had the money to do the travel right so right. i'm not sure in the 40s and 50s i know all the annette funicello and gidget goes hawaiian and 
surfing culture was it was my introduction to Hawaii and mm-hmm. and then you know I've since you know learned more about the island and the history and the colonization and the settlers and you know the you know the war and all that stuff but um it's a little strange because you have an idea in your head of what it's going to be like right and um and you get there and I mean Honolulu is just a major city but uh yeah even like so my first time was Oahu was the first island I went to because I was like I need to go to Pipeline I need to go to you're right I got to hit the spots right go to um all the uh, ones they sing about that's right I need so we we we, you know we had to stay in um uh Halavea right Haleiwa. Uh, Haleiwa, sorry. Um, yeah, because I wanted to be near Waimea Bay and all that stuff, right? Yep. So we, you know, we stayed right on the water there, like right by, is it is it Leftovers? The one beach where all the turtles kind of come up on the beach there? And it's, I think it's called Leftovers. Yeah. Sure. Think, something like that. Anyways, we were right there. So we were like in this really great spot. and But then you go into town and there's like a McDonald's and... so right away you're like okay whatever it's america it's america you forget that it's that's was my the point i was taking way too long to get to was that yeah it's america according to some people according to some people yeah (laughs) but yeah no there is it's a weird it's a weird duality there right like it's a mix of old and new and i don't know it's uh it's really it's really beautiful there and the culture is amazing and yeah, I really, I really enjoyed my time there for sure. I mean, I broke my elbow there though, which didn't one time. But that's yeah. a bummer. Yeah, that was a bummer, and I was only like three days into the trip too. Oh, and give uh, me some memories. <laughs> it, yeah, well, I have a huge scar on my elbow from the surgery. Yeah. Oh yeah, I tell the story too. I just fell off a bike on perfectly flat ground in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. like with mm-hmm. no, no obstruction anywhere. <laughs> just. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and then we did. Uh, it's funny because, um, just the way it worked out we stayed a few days more we didn't fly back right away um so they just gave me some like vicodin and just like wrapped it really tight because we had to get our flight changed and stuff and so we ended up doing like the road to hana with my yeah my arm in a sling and like completely wrapped up and on vicodin and (laughs) we ended up doing that trip doing that that sounds awful yeah it was uh great (laughs) great and awful yeah yeah. great because it's a beautiful drive obviously but uh, anyways so that's my uh that's my hawaii experience but um when's do you go what do you uh what's your do you go back how often do you go back um i try to it's expensive yeah uh, especially with a family of four yeah so uh now i'm hoping to selfishly be able to go back on my own without my family since now I have reason to. That's right. That's right. I am in the process of trying to find some funding to potentially go do a school tour because I would love, love, love to go chat with some of the Title I schools in Hawaii and just give back my time. But in order to do that, I got to be able to afford a car and a place to stay and that kind of stuff. So yeah, trying to figure out how to like make it net zero, (laughs) just go over and help the kids. I was fortunate enough to to participate in World Read Aloud Day in February and met with a handful of schools that day, like 12 different schools or so and it was absolutely incredible to chat with the kids and they gave me such amazing feedback and and I just really want to get to talk to them some more especially once they have a chance to read the book and see themselves in the book and ask questions well that would be fun so hopefully September that's my goal Penguin's got lots of money so they should send you out there um Get you. I vote you yeah. go tell them that. I will tell them. Not um, right now. <laughs> well, and and also, you know, part of the I don't remember how long ago I got the, you know, I get sent these releases, and uh, you know, part of the thing was really leaning into the fact that it's you know an original, you know, first of its kind sort of right thing like really leaning into that right really right really playing that angle and it's like you know yeah you sold me on it so now it only makes sense to follow through on that commitment and get you to the island and get you in front of these kids who 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 they claim this is so vitally important for right like 
And there are, I know there are certain parts of the different islands who, you know, like, like anywhere else, uh, you know, there are kids who won't have access to maybe, you know, Zoom and computers and stuff like that, right? So, um, or a lot of kids there, I mean, I know they have the thing on some of the islands where some of them just don't even go to school anymore. There's no schools on some of the smaller islands, or they go like one day a week or two days a week and stuff like that. So, like, you know, these are the kids you, you I, that you're, I think you're talking about, the ones you need to get in front of. And so, you know, Penguin, you can't. <laughs> can't talk out of both sides of your mouth here right you got to follow through on this thing here let's go come on um it is a because it is important and i mean even again as a just as a you know canadian white shitty white person um you can feel that you can feel it in this book i mean like it's again i maybe a, a glossary at the end would have been great <laughs> that was a that was a conscious decision. Oh, okay. I thought about it, and I wanted folks to go seek out resources. Awesome. That's cool, and not be spoon fed the answers. Which I did, and I I and I I appreciate that too. I mean, I definitely would have liked a glossary, but like I, as someone who does like to do research and stuff like that, and who tends to do that with books in general, anyways, whether it's I would have found something to look up after the fact, anyways, but um. I get it. That's cool. Right on. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure you're going to hear that. I am positive. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um. So obviously, and then so okay. The other big, we can't do spoilers for this book, and the summary is way too long. So I'm not going to read it. Anyone can look that up online. One thing yep. you are going to need to get good at, though, is giving a quick summary answer. Right. It's like, Rick Riordan, Percy Jackson, but Hawaiian mythology. Awesome. I love it. Uh, oh my god! Great segue. I'm going to meet Rick Riordan this Saturday. That's incredible. So How him, fun is that? So him and um, uh, he just co-wrote co a book with Marco Shira. Yes. And yes. yeah, which is amazing, by the way. And they're coming to Toronto on Saturday. Oh, um, cool. So um, I've never yeah. met Rick before. Yeah. So I'm very, yeah, that's the Saturday. So I'm very excited about that. Okay. That's a great, that's a great summary then. Um and yeah, it's it's very much true and very much speaks to sort of like, you know, the great thing about this book, you do this really great sort of toggle. You have like a toggle switch where, you know, you really zoom in tight and then you pull back a lot. Zoom in, pull back, zoom in, pull back a lot of times. And it's a very, it's a very front to back sort of idea with the storytelling, meaning you know, you really focus on things. Like, so like if this if this was a series or a movie, we would really have a good sense of what's in the foreground and the background. And I really appreciated the bat. I really appreciated that about, and that's when we get into little things, especially about um, Leilani, who's just a lights out fucking dynamite main character who, who you would follow into a volcano, <laughs> an active volcano. <laughs> but then again, but then you zoom right in on, she has um, some, some ticks. She, you know, She's got some hairbands on her wrist that she she plucks at when thing when she's getting nervous or you know anxiety or when things are getting a little out of control. Um, so you zoom right in on stuff like that, but then you pull back and give us a broad scope sort of look at what's happening around her and speak to a more broader idea of what's happening to the culture in general. So it's a really cool zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out effect that you have with this book. I really appreciated it. Um, it's really a practice. It's really great practical way to tell a story too isn't it right because you, you're you're accomplishing two things at the same time so you're getting some really great character work done all while pushing them with the story forward so it's a really smart way to write a book um but the big thing that's going to come from this obviously and because if you read your bio where the line between reality and uh <laughs> and characters is i think you, you, you know you're going to get this question i'm sure and a lot of stuff like that so let's just i guess we'll talk about it spend a few minutes on it then like what's where does uh, like Malia end and and Leilani begin? I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. That well, they tell you to write what you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I took all of my childhood as as I pluck at my thing. <laughs> there you go. Um, I took all of my childhood worries and anxieties growing up and not feeling Hawaiian enough while going for a school for Hawaiians. Yeah. Um, and basically put it into a book because my kids are now growing up here in Colorado, like Anna, like Leigh, 
and they are not connected to their heritage um, even more than me. Like I'm now realizing, even though I didn't necessarily feel like I fit in or look the part, I was at least exposed to and given the gift of being a part of the culture. Mm -hmm. And now that my kids look even less the part and aren't exposed to the culture, when we go back home for their vacation, but for me, it's homecoming. Um, I see even more of the disconnect trying to get them together with our Hawaiian cousins and our family back home. Uh, they're definitely, you know, Anna in, in a sense, trying to like figure out their place in a culture that is a, is a blend of a lot of different things, but also, um, it's not segregated, but it's, it's also judging by appearance Mm -hmm. or it can be quite a bit you can make a lot of those first opinions formed pretty quickly well it's i mean listen it's kind of an odd thing isn't it because like i'm a like i'm a i'm a sapiosexual like i like i'm very attracted to intelligence right um but it's like it's hard to get past the i mean the original thing is always the physical thing right like yeah. you don't you know it's just that's how you notice people in general in life whether yep. for whatever reason but so how was that for you then so uh difficult growing up growing up kids create a lot of their own issues I think like yes some are very real but yeah. they can be blown out of proportion a lot of times in in our own heads and I've been now on social media I follow a whole bunch of other Hawaiian folks and um, local people. And it's it's a common thread that I hear repeated again and again and again in so many people's um, posts that they never felt enough. Mm. So, and some of them look way more Hawaiian than me. And so for them not to feel enough, it's really interesting that this is, that the identity piece is just such a big core issue like it cuts to the heart of us like we want to belong and feel like we are a part of this but so so many folks have those doubts and insecurities that right but is that internalized like is it is it ambient like you right like mm-hmm. is it is it prevalent in a sense like because like you said kids tend to maybe right. blow, they internalize well, things, would, they blow things up i was i the the whole probably like one of the origin stories for my whole misbelief or belief is going my dad's from Waianae side which is the uh west side of Oahu and has you know a very big local population and we went to babyland like a beach over there that's close by his house in Maili and was at the shower with my mom Remember Buffalo, New yeah. York upstate. Yeah. And some local guy yelled, Hey, Howleys, go home. You don't go back to the mainland. So yeah. Yeah. that kind of stuff sticks with you yeah. and probably colored every interaction from then on. And I would perceive every look. So how much it was actually there throughout my life versus what I interpreted. Right. And once that's in, like you said, once that's in the air and once yeah. it's, 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 it's hard to get away from, isn't it? Like it's, I'm very much like that with like sounds. Like if, if it was up to me, I would ban popcorn in movie theaters, but because, because, because <laughs> yes. once I lock on to something, I have a oh, hard it's time. Impossible it's to impossible turn it to turn it out. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, much in a much more important sense, your experience, um, yeah, that would uh, that would be very difficult, and I would be the same way, and that would just like haunt me to the point where I would just probably lock myself in and wouldn't even go anywhere. I'd be so right. afraid to like. I mean, talk about ruining a trip, right? I mean, like, right? Yeah, I mean, and just, but more importantly, you know, I assume your parents, your father, and obviously more in particular, really wants you to embrace and be a part of that side of of you, but. Fuck, that's really hard. You know, you could pass as right, right, um, as non-Hawaiian, sure. obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But people know that you're Hawaiian. Yeah, Malia Mauna Kea, kind of. Right. This is what I'm saying. Right. So <laughs> it's like, so the name doesn't necessarily maybe match 
what people are are projecting or expecting. The name is super helpful. Not gonna lie, I, <laughs> I'm yeah. very very proud of my name, and I mean, I didn't. No, it's a husband, yeah, so it's a no, it's like, a yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful that name. Is my name. But talk um, about I'm, sort of the reverse, right? So here's yeah. you in Hawaii. Yeah. Well, it's funny because Hawaiians, I think, are an acceptable other to people yeah. on the continent. Yeah. So we're like the fun, exotic other, especially when you're lighter skinned like me. Like my dad and my sister are very Pacific Islander looking. Like yeah. they look Hawaiian. So they get discriminated on here because people think they're Hispanic a lot of times or sure. black or something other they don't yeah, know exactly but polynesian isn't the first thing that comes right. to mind so they have a hard time they've experienced it in a lot of different like home depots and stuff like that just I'm they, they look they look foreign they look like yes, and i hate to use this word they hate here. to use this word but they look exotic right they look <laughs> exotic <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's totally it and not, yeah, not yeah. in a happy way no no so no, no. i'm I'm accepted and I have a nice tan. So like it's like, wow, right. I like your skin color. So it's the opposite effect. You had the mean girls hating on you because uh in school because they, they wanted your uh, skin tone. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. it's it's and and listen, like we understand, of course, why a lot of the local Hawaiians or not a lot, but whatever percentage of the Hawaiians maybe treat you that way. I'm sure, well, I'm sure you understand now. Maybe, yeah. did, maybe yeah. didn't at the time, but you, I mean, we understand that now, right? Um, because of, of the, the, the horrific and, and, and ugly history that, that that's happened there for sure with their erasure of, uh, I mean, ev attempted erasure for sure at, at everything. And then a successful erasure of just about everything. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And uh, and then on in, on on the U.S. side of things, it comes from just really a lot of fear and ignorance and and not understanding of of you know what it's this Western chauvinistic thing that that occurs in the, right in the U.S. and Canada too. Um, so that's why we get words like exotic and <laughs> so and we think it's yeah. uh, right. It's not a good thing. But and then so you have you you have all that compound all that and then you throw into the pot just. Uh, kids are shitty, right? Kids are mean and cruel and not, of course, nothing's, there's no everything always, but like, you know, they don't have these skills yet, right? To like, they don't understand empathy necessarily. They don't yeah. understand, they don't, they don't understand nuance. They don't understand there's different people from different parts of the world yet necessarily. Yeah. And, and it was interesting because a lot of the times in, in elementary, I went to a very, very, very mixed title one elementary school the kids were definitely not the issue. Right. Definitely not. Um, I mean, there were so many different kids that I don't think I was not aware of any kind of discrimination Good. with the kids there Good. at all. It was yeah. usually adults yeah. at at certain beaches or certain places that they would probably assume I was a Oh child. yeah. And and well the thing with and the thing, you know, with the kids thing is it's it's not intentional yeah I, with the kids it was yeah. more hey where's your cousin Mauna Loa like stupid yeah. last name jokes about other Mauna no that's what I'm that's what I meant when like kids are dumb like they just feel like they don't ridiculous. right yeah they just don't that's and, and kids are just mean right they can yeah. be mean because they don't have those skills yet which you know brings me to sort of like why 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 I love reading middle grade so much and I love that your first fiction is um middle grade you have blood i don't know if anyone knows if they can look it out you have this isn't your first book um you have right. a you have another the backpacking book, a, a backpacking book with kids um but this is your first fiction book but one of the things i love about middle grade um is i feel like when it's done well especially uh and this one is i feel this weird sense of like like uh i'm honored to be reading it because these kids at this age they're experiencing pretty important life lessons for the first time. Like the, the things we learn at that age are the things that we'll take with us through the rest of our life. And like the, these are the big things, right? Yeah. Not not like uh, 
the the minutia of high school which is just like a maelstrom of insanity right. <laughs> like it's just like like these are the the important firsts right these are all yeah. the firsts the life lessons that they'll use hopefully for for good and not evil um so I always get this sense of like I feel very honored to be to be like having a front row seat to these important moments right, for these kids. The fun. Yeah. This, right? Like so it's that's why I love middle grade so much especially when it's done well. And this is very much like that with with your story and you know Leilani/Anna. Is that I mean obviously again because we talked about how there is this sort of the blurred lines between reality here, here between yourself and and Leilani but mm-hmm. like was that why middle grade was the obvious thing for you um, and I'm very immature uh I I think it was where my voice naturally goes okay uh I think that part of the approach to this story was a logical one of all right I've never written a fiction book before I don't mm-hmm. know how long I can write so I tried writing chapter books first actually because they were nice and short, like the Magic Treehouse style, you know, really skinny 8,000 to 10,000 word stories. And yeah. I queried those and they didn't go anywhere. So this was the third fiction book that I wrote and the first middle grade, um, because I figured if I could write those eight to 10,000 words ones, maybe I could give this one a chance. And when I first created lay it was about 50,000 words mm-hmm. um and a much quicker story and just boom 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 adventure 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 uh that then i got a lot of help with mentors and my agent and editor in rewriting and and drawing it out a little bit more to get it closer to 80 but I like reaching readers at this age for the reasons you suggest that they're starting to go through all those. Who am I? What's my role in my family? Um, what's my, yeah, it, it's the, it's more family focused. I yeah. feel YA, they end up like going off and finding themselves as individuals a little bit more. This was individual, but also within the community. I don't know. It, it felt like home. It, yeah, no, I get that. And it's funny you say that, though, because at the same time, though, one of the hallmarks of MG, good MG, too, though, is um, uh, the adults are either missing in action or useless sure. or useless. Yeah. So it's up to us. Right. Yeah. It's up to the kids. We got to do we got to do this. We're on our own. But I, what I like about your story is a lot, some MGs will paint the adults as just like completely incompetent. Um, right. Your adults are not incompetent. They're just you know off, they're off screen yeah. <laughs> they're, they're they're busy they're doing something else yeah. um and also because Leia is such a force of nature like you're not gonna like hold her back like and she's yeah. she's like she's her, her, she like her determination is off the charts like there's so many scenes in this book where she's he she just she's got um gall i mean she just keeps pushing forward and pushing forward and pushing forward and pushing forward and goes would through. you say hyper focus <laughs> Right, like big time, uh, you know, and the you know the shit she goes through, um, you know, I would have quit days ago, um, but she keeps pushing forward, and it's it's a beautiful, speaks to like, um, of course, you know, she feels responsible for what happened, you know, and that's part of it is just sort of herself being able to sort of right the wrong that she did, but the same, but really, it's about you know her friendship um, with Kaipo and and you know making sure that things work out a certain way. Um, I can't really do a talk about this part too much, but there needs to be another book, right? We know this, right? Everyone understands. There <laughs> is going to be another book. Okay. Okay, good. Yes. I, I think they told me that I can say Lay 2 is coming out next summer. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. So then I can mention that this book ends and it's just you need there's going to be more story like it's pretty yes clear. it's pretty there clear. Is definitely I, more yeah, adventure yeah. to be had perfect well there's just some threads that need to be uh, pulled still so well that's good to hear i can't i can't wait to read because i'm i'm it's one of those things where like it ends and you're like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um when you're writing this book and you're writing this story and obviously the main thrust of it is this this adventure right like this 
walk outside your front door and experience it's like the hobbit i mean it's you yeah. know what i mean right it, it's so like when you were in, and so when you inject the the point is like this has got a great cast of characters and you've got those two which you very much make part of the story right and you've got you know makani uh who is who is literally the wind um and you know she, she, you make you give you give lay this team of group of people all the while she's lamenting about a friend back home who in her in her head anyways i mean we don't get much evidence either way that relationship is falling apart or so she thinks anyways mm -hmm. um was that something that you have felt yourself was that something like talk about where the line gets blurred here right between you and late because that's like incredibly emotionally important part of this book, right? Is is the way Leif feels about how people feel about her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely did not have uh, great social skills, especially yeah. in middle school. I think, um, I'm and I'm seeing my son. A lot of this was written while we were uh well it's 2020 so it was in the thick of covid mm -hmm. and working with my son being homeschooled and he has adhd too and me just being back he was in sixth grade no fifth grade at that point so he was very much in that mindset and i was remembering back to me being there and how challenging it was for me um looking back at some of my interactions with my friends, I could see very clearly and easily how I pushed people away or how I wasn't a very good friend. Mm -hmm. And that when I was in it, I just thought people like would leave me like Ridley would perhaps not be there for Anna, but going back, it's like, Oh, it's a two sided street. Like you yeah. have to, yeah. put out and be there and communicate and be a good listener. It's not about you all the time. You have to flip it and be there for other people. And that might not have been Anna's strength necessarily or mine at that point in time. So yeah. I think being an adult helps to look back and see. Oh yeah. That sometimes you have people around you and in order, all you have to do is take that next step to ask how they're doing and listen and listen. Really oh, hard. yeah. Well, that's listen, <laughs> if, if being communicative and being open and honest with people, if we did that all the time, always, well, there wouldn't be any books ever. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, that's the yeah. basis of conflict, right? That's the whole point. Yeah. And that can be frustrating, especially as a reader, because there's so many times where, you know, you're just like, come on, Lay, like, just you know say it or do it yeah, or and it's, something it, it's right? not that big of a deal yeah. and that and that's a that's a that's that's such a that's such a fucking impossible position that you put us in rightfully so and on purpose right um yeah. to, to create tension drama all these things but like you understand that's painful for us yeah saying sorry is hard yeah like, yeah oh. Be, right because it's like because the one part of my brain knows, well, yeah, that's just storytelling. Sure. <laughs> you'll get, you'll get there. Keep reading. Sure. Keep reading. Right, you're almost done. Um, <laughs> but then you're like, hold on, the page count's getting pretty low here. We got to wrap some stuff up. Uh -huh. um, but at the same time, you, you just, but that's just that's a reflection of just how well this book is written and how much I fall, I have fallen. And I won't speak for other readers, how much I fell for lay like when you only want the best for for a fictional character you know like it's pretty good spot to be in pretty good spot to be in and um and 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 kudos to you did a really good job with her so um and a fun a fun side game you could play also is if if you a fun drinking game would be if you did a shot every time you said the word snowboarding um you probably <laughs> you'd probably yes. have be, be pretty yeah drunk. that would be a painful night so is that is that something you do or your kids? Is that where does that come from? I did it uh, when I moved to Colorado because everybody told me it's just like surfing. Like, oh yeah, it'll be great. You, you surf, you should get this. No problem. It is not I just know. like surfing. It hurts a lot when you fall. <laughs> I did it. I did it in college, and then as soon as I realized that I don't have to do it 
<laughs> it's not compulsory. Like, no, I, I like surfing in Hawaii it. actually isn't compulsory either. Although I mean, I have, I've done, but I have yeah. done, I have done both. But uh, um, but you're right; it's not the same. I totally agree. I, I have heard people say that. I'm like, it's it's not the same. Not the no, same. no. Um, I'm both incredibly difficult. I'm terrible at both, but um, I do enjoy. It. I just, I also just love being in the water. I mean, I could just sit in a lineup all day. Right. Yeah. And like that, just that yeah. was kind of the perk for feet, me for feet surfing. dangling on the water. Like I'm yeah. good with just that. Like uh, I would go out with my friends and we could just spend the day like chit chat and catch the occasional set in, catch that's it back right. out, and that's just right. chit chat in between sets. It was that's perfect. right. Yeah, that's right. And but I mean, snowboarding I'm, is cold. <laughs> you don't want to. Sit this is there. why I have a house on in Honduras because I am a I'm a fair weather person. Like I yeah. don't I don't do anything in the winter. Like zero. If I didn't have dogs, I wouldn't even go outside. Um. So that's why I have a place somewhere warm and, you know, I'll be there full time eventually. But um, yeah, no, I don't do anything in the winter and uh, I'm, I live on the water. I'm on a lake here. I'm right across the street. And uh, so like I'll get up in the morning, go paddleboard, paddleboarding and stuff uh, pretty much every morning in the summer when it's just like nice and flat and calm and stuff. And, and yeah. the sun's coming up. It's beautiful. But like, if there's even like a ripple, I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, we're good. I'm, I'm like, oh, it's getting rough out here. Yeah. Um, and then of course that has, you know, a practicality to it because there's something that happens in the book where her snowboarding skills, uh, come into play big time in a much more different way, much, much, yeah. more, much more dangerous way, but, um, that's a great, great fun thing too. Um, and that was actually Alan Gratz was a mentor of mine through, okay. um, we need diverse books and he helped me yeah. come up with that little nice tie-in. Oh, perfect. Um, we need diver. Yeah, it's. I'm kind of. I'm a little sad right now. They're getting rid of their blogging. Um. Oh, are they? Yeah, they're going to change their approach a bit with with book different things and and really you know do some focus more on social and stuff like that. So, gotcha. Um, it's too. Yeah, it's 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 a bit of a bummer because I was a blogger for them as, as well. So it's um I'll, I'll miss working for them because I just such a wonderful wonderful group. But they're not going away. They're just changing their approach. And, yes. Still yes. just as important as ever. But um, so we'll do a few, just a few more minutes here. Um, but we have to talk about, I mean, the most important relationship in the book, uh, Tutu. Um, yes. Is 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 Lei and her grandmother. Like, this is the precipice of the whole thing, right? Like, so they're both forces of nature in their own way, right? But like, yes. you know, Tutu is amazing. So it's it's too important not to like think about, is that your relationship? Do, do you have that so relationship? Tutu is actually a conglomeration of a bunch of um, elderly figures that were in my life. So she's not any single person. She was a number of teachers that I've had, a number of my own personal ancestors. Yeah. Um, some of her mannerisms were directly from my Tutu, but her language, her speech, her uh, other things are very much a mix. Um, we had, growing up, we had, so my tutu had three sisters. No, there were three sisters, my tutu and her two sisters, and they would come to our house as a group, and they their collective knowledge was always so fascinating and they were always laughing and having a great time. And it was just so much fun to see them together that I think I kind of put them together in one embodiment along with yep. my Chinese Hawaiian grandma <laughs> as well. <laughs> like, yeah, it's an amalgamation of a bunch of people that all taught me a bunch yeah, of Hawaiian yeah. values and things. Sure. But the spirit is, yeah. So it's like a yeah. collection of all this and into one, just like, powerful super yep. super grandmother it is. <laughs> super grandmother all there it takes yeah. a village right like, oh yeah 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 so yeah. big in my life yeah it's it's wonderful too and and you know there's a point in the story too where you know we we learn how connected everyone is in lay's life in certain specific ways and um in in a wonderful way too and yeah because a lot of this is is her sort of like rejecting um her 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 own culture literally and 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 she's so science minded she uses that as her way to um justify um explaining away yep. certain phenomena uh certain certain aspects of her culture and 
uh, kind of in a, you know, in a, for lack of a better word, in a mean way, dismisses it, mm-hmm. you know, it, disrespectfully, I think it could maybe a better way to put it, right? Like, yeah. Yes. Dismisses, so. yeah, dismisses it. Um, and that's like, there's a point in the book where you see, where you see it, 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 that's, it lands, right? It's the switch is made. And, you, well, and, you, part, and you, that, that is such a big deal. And it was so hard for me to figure out how I was going to write that because there is no way that I could have ever disrespected the elders right. that way. Growing up in right. Hawaii, that is such a taboo. Like mm-hmm. you just wouldn't yeah. ever. So that was kind of the foundation of me making Anna grow up in Colorado. Right. I was like she can't be from Hawaii if she's going to mouth off like this. Like right. there's right. no right. chance. So right. no, she had to be from the mainland where she just didn't have that same level of cultural like respect and we yeah we listen it's for like it's it's just that's not a common thing in white like western households right it's just not we don't have that same like we we as soon as as soon as we're able to we get rid of our elders like we put them in homes and right right like we don't live with them until well and kids are taught to like question yeah and and speak up and be assertive and that's not the value that's held there yeah and i mean circumstances right 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 and and questions as far as you your know, elders yeah yeah you don't question your elders. yeah yeah not not you don't mean ask questions no no i know yeah but just yeah but you mean like to question as into put into doubt create doubt or Correct. yeah 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 um yeah it's a wonderful relationship and uh Oh, Tutu is so good. She's so patient, like with her, right? It's just like it's like it's almost dramatic irony in a way, where I feel like if you know if we if I if I had talked to the grandma ahead of ahead of the story, she'd be like, "Oh, this is how it's going to play out." Yeah, <laughs> so, wait, wait. yeah, yeah. Yep. She's like, "I'll I'll I'll tell you if you want. I'll tell you the whole yep. story right now. We can just cut to the end if you want. I I saw, I, I know exactly how this is going to." right uh, yeah and, that's and the sense that you get question right? is yeah. like maybe it happened to her too it's it's funny you say that because there was a point in the book where like it, it felt yeah it felt circular right and there's there's a couple mm-hmm. of lines where in that that again where it's like geez you know i felt where i was like i think i might want to like you know send lay to bed without dinner here she's being very naughty absolutely <laughs> right yes. and, and grandma's being so patient and and usually when you're that patient with somebody, there's this idea, you're right, where you get a sense that um there are things happening that Tutu knows are gonna happen to lads because it's a it's a lived experience, right? So mm-hmm. but anyways, let's um before I let you go, let's go through a couple of these fun facts because they are kind of fun. And uh and who's Peggy? Peggy's my rescue mutt. She's a Choweenie, like a Dachshund, Chihuahua, Jack Russell, all the little breeds. A Choweenie. <laughs> in one, like, beastly dog. All right. Beastly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, I've got two rescues myself. They're both mutts, too. It's Carl there, the picture earlier. He's a, a blue healer slash corgi. Oh, boy. Which yeah. Is, which is insane. I, I don't know about you, but, like, any, when I hear these mixes... I just picture like those two dogs being intimate, um, like also funny, yes. right? And I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense. How was no. that? How are those two That's dogs ambition. even in the same room with each other? Yeah. Yes. Um, but anyways, um, so yeah, so your website is beautiful and wonderful, and you've got a lot of information on here, which is great. Well, which will you know, there are great people out there who are really rooting for authors to do these types of things. Um, the website is maliamaunakea.com. Yep. Um, that'll I'll post that when I post this. Um Groundhog Day birthday, kind of fun. Um, favorite decade for music, the 50s. Anything in particular? Uh all mostly doo Patsy yeah. Klein. I really yeah. like Patsy Klein. Okay. Um, Teal, favorite color, favorite book. Garfield and the Far Side. I read a lot of Garfield. And right. the far side growing up. Yeah. I'm, I'm 40... pretty sure I would like graphic novels if they were a thing back then. Yeah, me too. Weren't. Yeah. But... I was actually looking at far side stuff recently. It's so good. It's always still it still holds up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. It's still so funny. Yep. Um National Parks, rom coms. Yep. Favorite kind of movies. Anything happy and predictable? Sure. 
and water tea mug root beer nice good choice i was a uh, i don't know if they i don't know if they have this in the states do they have a and w root beer down there they do okay so that was my that was my root beer of choice was a and i feel yeah. like there are some folks that are a and w folks I'm yeah oh no there's a there's a yeah no there's the world is split in two <laughs> on that one yeah yeah and we don't talk to you mug people yeah it's uh, kind of like the pepsi coke folks <laughs> <laughs> uh paddling gummy bears nice favorite cereal cinnamon toast crunch very nice good choice i used to be able to touch my nose with my tongue you can't anymore is that something that goes away apparently yeah flexibility you lose it on your tongue really mm-hmm but now you can make three loops with your tongue. Mm -hmm. Is that still true? It is. Will you do it for yep. me? So uh -huh. weird. So weird. <laughs> so weird. Um, okay. So as a Canadian, it's very interesting to me that you walked from Mexico to Canada on the, uh, the, PC, the PCT. Day. Yeah. Yep. Is, how long did it take you? Five months and two days. Okay. And was that one of these things where you just started out and it just, you just kept just, Going. you know what I mean? Like, did it start as yeah. I'm going to do Mexico to Canada? It did. Okay. It did. So yeah. There was, there was a solid year and a half or so of planning and preparation and sewing the backpacking gear. And like, it was a big old thing. When was yeah. that? How long ago was that? How it was 2006. Okay. So. Um, we by yourself group of people no it was with my husband actually okay. we yeah. we started planning that when we were dating and then um I basically told him you know my mom would probably feel better about me going on this hike with you if we were married so we no right before we went <laughs> no that was your honeymoon uh yeah kind basically of. talk about a stress test yeah. And it worked so well. We, I mean, yeah. we had already been dating, like at the point we got married, we'd been dating three years. Oh, okay. And a okay. year and a half of that was planning for this okay. trail. Okay. So it, it wasn't like, you know, let's hurry up and do this. No, we had been through quite a few years and then, yeah, having five months of hiking together and being that close all day, every day was a and actually really strong foundation for our that. Or, or of course or it could have gone the up. other, it could have gone the yeah. other way. Yeah. Yeah. And we yeah. saw it, we saw both on the trail. So it's a, it's a good way to figure things out without wasting a lot of time. <laughs> it's like, okay. um, right. Yeah. And I mean, like it's, it's like speaking of tropes, I mean, it's forced proximity in a way that, um, you know, forces you to really, see all sides of somebody and it's and again it's 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 not like you know the pandemic forced a lot of you know the you know some people have, have unfortunately gotten divorced and stuff because they were both forced at home yeah right for for two years or whatever and um it turns out they it turns out they didn't really like each other that much but right, right because but, but because we're also fucking busy with life right you've got you work and school and kids and you're you're so preoccupied and and you and you, you change so much in your thirties and forties, right? You're not who you are at twenty is not who you are at forty. I'm like I, I'm only now in the last five or six years, really, really, really like on point with with who I am, the things I think, the feelings I feel, the things that I believe, like firmly, hundred percent. Yeah, like, no changing, no wavering. This is it, and very comfortable with with that end result. Not only like in the last five years, and I'm in, like I'm forty, so I mean. Who I was at twenty, <laughs> like these. Well, folks I wondered too if you didn't have, like, if you had a concentrated dose of five months alone in the woods with just yourself. If yeah. you would have a more solid understanding of your core values and who you are without the noise. No, or do you think you change so much? Just no, because um, no, uh, yeah, yeah, that could work for somebody, but it no, a lot of my stuff was through a lived experience. Okay. Yeah, a lot of the things I've learned about myself and discovered, and and things were, were things I've learned over time through uh, experiences I've been through, whether it was through traveling or work, or whatever. So, um, give me one interesting. I mean, I'm sure there's a list of many interesting things that happened during that trip. I'm sure. Uh, let's see. We went for 14 days without a shower. Okay. Basically, the whole state of Oregon. Okay. And yeah, still continue to share a quilt and a tent. So there you go. There you go. Yep. There were 2000. And f so we, I don't remember what year I said we did it. 
2006. I don't know. Like I said, I'm really bad with dates. And yeah, 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 yeah. Everything. Yeah. Um, but the year we did it was another really, really, really high snow year. So the the whole high Sierra was like blanketed in snow, even in June when we were growing, going through it, or maybe it was July. I can't remember. Uh, but the snow created these sun cups. Uh, I don't know if that's what happens to your snow up in Canada. It doesn't happen in Colorado. I've heard it's specifically a high Sierra thing where when it melts, it's like these little dust particles land on the snow and the snow melts kind of around the dust particle, creating these really big cups okay. that then freeze again overnight. So when okay. you're hiking on them first thing in the morning, like they're about that, you know, the size of a cup. So your foot slides uh, and like breaks in there and it's basically misery. <laughs> um, yeah. Did not help me like the snow anymore. No, no doubt. That much. No doubt. Generally pretty safe though. Mm. If my mom is listening, yes, it was very <laughs> safe. <laughs> Zero issues ever. Ever. Okay. Would you let would you recommend it <laughs> to anyone? I definitely would, especially yeah, yeah. if any folks want to like find out if their partner is somebody they should stay with or dump, you know, go on a five-month hike. See how you guys just handle all this stresses and ups and downs. A, a simple five-month hike to determine if this is the person you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, um yeah. 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 No, I hear no, that's like I said, that it's a, it's an incredible sort of forced proximity type of, you know, stress test for sure. And uh also just an just an amazing experience, I'm sure. Just breathing for yourself. I mean obviously so i but i'm i wrote a book i'm i don't know if it'll ever sell but i wrote a ya book that's basically wild meets pride and prejudice okay. on pct so yeah that'll be interesting to see if it goes anywhere yeah i think so i mean i'm trying to think i can't recall hearing about a book about that nothing's jumping to mind anyways not ya because who would let their teenagers go away from right. us? Right, <laughs> that would be crazy. Oh, might be a better, teenager. might be a better new adult book. Yeah, his uh, teenager has a reason though. Okay, so. of course. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that would be yeah. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, I'm sure you shop that. I'm sure someone will pick that up eventually. I'm sure it sounds sounds like an interesting premise. Um, so yes, book two, awesome. I'm very excited because like I said, when I got to the end of this, it's, again, that was like starting to get anxiety because I'm, you know, you're, the, 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 the pages are dwindling and there's a lot of shit that needs to happen here yeah. in a short Wrap amount of time. Up. So yeah, I'm very, very, very happy that there's going to be a book two and I can't, I can't wait to, to read it because I'm, yeah, there's some, so there's a few things in particular that I'm really keen on. So um Ooh, I want to know those things. You should email me those things so I make sure that I'm lining up what I'm putting in. Put them in the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it'll be just obvious things, I'm sure. But um, very cool. In the meantime, Lay in the Fire Goddess. I mean, this will air the week of release. So, but this comes out June 6th, I think, is the date. Yes. Yep. Um we're almost a month away. We're getting or, I guess it'll be like woohoo today. How are you? So last final last question. How are you feeling? good it's been a long road to get here but yeah. i'm super super excited yeah i okay. want to get a hard copy <laughs> <laughs> i'll send you mine it might get there but ahead before you the publisher sends yours yeah I, like i said that's a weird weird thing about the industry that it happens way too often and uh i'll never understand why i don't like i would like i would have no problem saying like send mine to them right Oh, that would be funny. Like Can you send makes... me two copies? Just put one to the author. Yeah. Like it makes, it's just such a strange thing. But anyways, um, you'll get it eventually and uh, you'll love it because it is amazing. It looks great. Like, well, you saw a little bit of it. So, but when you're, it's, it's the perfect summer beach read. It is a great summer beach Especially read. Especially for families going to visit the islands, let their kids learn a little bit about the culture before you set foot. There And there is a lot of that in this book, but without, but you don't hit, hit us over the head with it it's it's good it's yeah it's perfectly balanced no between, it should between, be an adventure between learning about the culture and like i said it's a really great middle grade book it just checks all those perfect middle grade boxes and you're gonna love the, the and there's so much funny we didn't really get too much into the humor of this book and and uh there's so much so many funny moments and back and forth between you know lay and her friends and um 
it, it's really, really, really great stuff. So congratulations. You must be super. I'm so happy for you. you now that I've met you, I'm really cheering for you. So thank um, you. Very exciting. It's a great book. I know people are going to love it. Oh, thank you so much.